0: In sports betting, the holy grail for any gambler is the big parlay. It's the quickest way to make a ton of money, and that is what we're going to do here every single week. I'm Chris Horwoodell, and this is my quest for unimaginable riches through impractical odds. Welcome to In Pursuit of a Parlay. Hey everybody, Chris Horwoodell here, and this is In Pursuit of a Parlay. Welcome back to the show. I am incredibly excited to be here. I'm excited that football season is nearly here. The NFL preseason week two uh, has just passed. We're gearing up for week three. If you count the Hall of Fame game, college football is back next weekend. Big college football show here on In Pursuit of a Parlay next week. But for this week, I thought we'd have a little fun. We'd mess around a little bit with some NFL futures I've got BavadaSportsBook.com open in front of me. I just want to dig into it. Let's go division by division. Let's talk about the teams. Let's talk about what they did. And, you know, let's make some predictions. And more importantly, let's make some money, right? AFC East. We'll start with the Buffalo Bills. Um, big offseason acquisitions, you know, combination of signings and re-signings for them. I think it all begins and ends with the, the addition of Von Miller as a pass rusher there on the edge. Also, sign OJ Howard, Jordan Phillips back, Saffold, Tim Settle. This is a really good team that has only gotten better dependent upon what we think of Von Miller. Obviously, he wasn't quite the Von Miller that he was in the past last year, but this is a Bills team that, you know, they they generated pressure, but they didn't really get to the quarterback enough. And I think the hope is that Miller is going to solve that problem. They were 11-6 last year. They won the AFC East, and they only got better. So, what are the, what are the big questions? Is, is Josh Allen able to take another step? We'll see. But you have to feel really good about this Bills team. All right, up next in the division, the Miami Dolphins, one of the more interesting teams, I would say, in general... And given what they did this past offseason and also the fact that they're they finally settled onto a Tonga Vailoa as their starting quarterback after eventually bowing out of the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes, all they did is win games following that. And then they added the most, or at least one of the most dynamic wide receivers in all of football in Tyreek Hill. Uh, other additions, re-signings, signings, Taron Armstead, Raheem Mostart is going to give them a dynamic running back for the games that he's healthy. They bring in Chase Edmonds. They bring in Cedric Wilson. And this organization has just, I mean, talk about glowing praise of the player. That's what you've gotten about Tuatongafa to of this offseason. It's gonna be exciting to see what they do here. Uh the Dolphins nine and eight last year, but I what were they? One and eight? at the trade deadline as the trade deadline passed and went on to win 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 like you would not believe up next in new england patriots patriots finished in second place in the afc east last year 10 and 7 you know not a not a lot of big off-season moves for them james white ends up retiring uh jc jackson leaves so there's a bit of a question in who's going to play their starting cornerbacks are going to be honestly the cornerbacks might not be that good. They might not be that good in in New England. They re-signed McCourty. They resigned Slater, uh, Trent Brown, Juwan Bentley, and uh, and Nick Folk. So this seems like a team that is trending down a little bit rather than up, like the Dolphins in in pursuit, no pun intended, of that Bills team. And finally, oh boy, the the New York Football Jets. Look, they had a really good draft. They brought in uh, Ahmad Sauce Gardner, who I thought was the second-best overall player in the draft last year. They brought in Garrett Wilson, who is an NFL-ready wide receiver. This all falls on the shoulders of Zach Wilson, and is he able to take that step in his sophomore season in the NFL? They were 4-13 and last year, which earned them that that fourth overall pick to get Sauce Gardner. Resigning signings, Lagan Tomlinson... Uh, CJ Azuma comes over from the Bengals. Tyler Conklin to further muddy those tight end waters. DJ Reed, Jordan Whitehead, Jacob Martin. But again, this is this is Zach Wilson. This is will Zach Wilson take the step. Judging from that first preseason game and what looks like it's going to be his only preseason game because of the injury, maybe next year. Maybe Maybe next year. I know you can't draw a ton from one preseason game, but Wilson... Didn't look like he'd taken an evolutionary leap, so I think it's probably safe to say four and thirteen last year, last place in the AFC this year. Probably going to look at similar numbers this year. Let's head over to Bavada here and look at the odds. We've got the Buffalo Bills minus two thirty as the favorites. We've got the Miami Dolphins plus four fifty, number two. Patriots plus five. New York Jets plus twenty eight hundred. As much as I would like to stack a little bit of money right now, it just doesn't feel like this is the time to do it. The Dolphins are going to challenge. I buy Tua Tunga-Vailoa. I have always bought Tua Tunga-Vailoa. I think it's going to be even more fun with with Waddle and Tyreek Hill now. That offense is going to be interesting. But they're not going to be the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills, our first pick here. One pick down in our parlay. Minus 230. That number, oh boy, it's going to go... Up and up and up and up and up and up. AFC North. Start first team, Baltimore Ravens. They bring in Marcus Williams. Huge signing. Bring in arguably the top safety available this past offseason. Comes over from the Saints. They bring in Morgan Moses, uh, Michael Pierce. They resign Patrick Ricard, And they had a hell of a draft. This might be the best drafting team in all of football. They get my number one overall player. Not most dynamic player, not the num- player who should have gone number one, but my number one overall football player available in the draft last year, Tyler Linderbaum, the center from Iowa. They also get Kyle Hamilton, who was probably one in my top five. Falls after running a relatively pedestrian forty, and they get they get uh, Hamilton. It was actually the first selection, Linderbaum, their second. Hamilton goes uh, fourteen overall to this team. Just adding young players, adding more talent in the way that the Ravens do. The Ravens actually came in last place in this division last year, as crazy as it is to say, eight and nine. Don't think that's going to be the case this year. The next team up, the Cincinnati Bengals, who won the AFC North last year at ten and seven, didn't do a ton. Uh, they they brought in a little bit of help on the offensive line, which is something they did need. They brought in Leal Collins. Ted Karras, Alex Kappa, and they signed Hayden Hurst, the tight end from the Atlanta Falcons. They also, you know, they brought in the uh, the safety, Daxton Hill, the cornerback safety the combo from Michigan late in the first round to help shore up that secondary, especially as there is a lot of concern. Questions about whether Jesse Bates is going to play, says he won't play under the franchise tag, wants to be traded. Guys say stuff. During the preseason We'll see what happens When the regular season Rolls around Up next The Cleveland Browns Finished third In the division 8-9 Tiebreaker over the Ravens (laughs) Well The Browns Did did they do anything This offseason Any news of note As we record this It just came out Earlier today That Deshaun Watson In the NFL Had reached a settlement He'll be suspended 11 games and uh, As well as 5 million dollars in the offseason, they made maybe the trade of the offseason early on to get Amari Cooper before the wide receiver market exploded. That $19 million deal that the Cowboys were looking to get off kind of looks like a uh, it looks like a bargain since some of these other wide receivers have since landed new deals. They signed Jakeem Grant, the all-pro returner who has uh, blown out his knee and will miss the season. They brought in Tavon Bryan, former first-round pick who's been a bust thus far. They brought in Chase Winovich, or they traded for Chase Winovich, pardon me, from uh, from Michigan. But, you know, this falls into Watson. They also, very relevant to the Watson thing, signed Jacoby Brissett to be Watson's backup and the starter for the first 11 games of the season. Will the Browns be able to, to weather the storm of those 11 games that Watson's going to be out? By the way, he's coming back week 13 against the Houston Texans, if you like irony. Uh, Will they be able to weather the storm? This is a tough division to do that. I don't think it's going to be the year, but we'll look at the stats and uh, we'll look at the lines in just a second. The final team, Pittsburgh Steelers, 9-7 last year. Obviously, Ben Roethlisberger since retired. They signed Mitch Trubisky, who played for Brian Dabble last season. They signed Miles Jack, James Daniels, Levi Wallace. Not a a really big offseason season. It's going to be interesting to see what they do with their first-round pick, Kenny Pickett. The first quarterback selected and the only quarterback selected in the first three rounds of the draft this year out of Pittsburgh. People thought he was pro-ready, but it doesn't seem like he's got the upper hand in terms of starting right now. Probably going to fall to Trubisky for, you know, the first handful of games or until he fails. So, we look at the odds here at Bavada. Bovada. And the Baltimore Ravens, the favorites at plus 155, followed by the Bengals plus 180, the Browns at plus three, the Steelers bringing up the rear in the AFC North at plus a thousand. This is a, I, I can't help but think that the Bengals are just a little bit overrated. Uh, the the Ravens, the other acquisition that they they made not a signing but they traded for Hollywood Brown. Or pardon me, traded for a uh, the wide receiver who name is escaping me as brains don't work good but brought in a wide receiver trust me on that and uh gave up a first round pick for it there's a lot in that room a lot of talent there and it, it is I think going to come down to is it the is it the Bengals or is it the Ravens and that's going to be a really interesting thing to watch all season long. Uh, both teams have unique pros, unique cons, and I am, of course, thinking about how the the Ravens traded away Hollywood Brown rather than bringing him in. So that that wide receiver core, you know, behind Rashad Bateman's there, it's going to be interesting. Um, man, the. We're going to go plus money here. I I do think the Bengals are slightly overrated, but there's so many questions about Lamar Jackson. He's playing for a new deal. I think we're going to take the Bengals as our second selection. They, as I said, plus 180 at Pavada, and that is going to bring our parlay two picks in of eight or more. We'll see up to plus 302. The AFC South right here below this. And let's start with the Houston Texans obviously made the deal to trade away Deshaun Watson. Um, but they the rebuilding. You know, it wasn't it wasn't the most exciting offseason in the world for the Houston Texans. They draft, maybe overdraft a little bit, LSU cornerback Derek Stingley early on, then they add to their offensive line with Texas AM interior lineman Kenyon Green at 15. Big offseason signings are guys like Desmond King, Malik Collins, and Christian Kirksey. Nobody there is going to do anything of consequence. Got to think this is one of the worst teams in football this season. But the Falcons will have something to say about that. Uh, I I would say that for sure. And can't wait for week 13, Davis Mills versus Deshaun Watson. That's going to be a fun one. Moving on to the Indianapolis Colts. Big move as they trade for quarterback Matt Ryan this past offseason. The, pardon me, the Texans were 4-13 and 13 last year, third place in the AFC South. The Colts 9-8, and eight, second place in the South. Like, as I say, bring in Matt Ryan, bring in Yannick Ngakwu. Um, other signings, Matt Pryor, Zaire Franklin, Mo'Ali Cox resigned. Matt Ryan's the guy. He's going to stabilize that quarterback position that just wasn't quite the same uh, since uh, after la- trying to bring in Carson Wentz last year and stubbornly, I guess, playing Carson Wentz throughout the entire season, despite the fact that it would have been in their best interest draft-wise and potentially wins and losses-wise to uh, to to sit Wentz so that that first-round pick would not have gone to Philadelphia, which I believe was the first-round pick that they used to trade for A.J. Brown. So, big move there, which we'll talk about later. Moving on to the next team is the Jacksonville Jaguars, now post-Urban Meyer. I think everyone's happy about that. The Jags finished 3-14. Number one pick in the draft is uh, Trayvon Walker, the pass-rushing defensive end out of Georgia. They gave Christian Kirk that ridiculous contract that blew up the wide receiver market. They brought in Brandon Sheriff to protect tre- uh, Trevor Lawrence, Zay Jones back or Zay Jones in, pardon me from the Raiders, and also bring in Evan Ingram, Darius Williams, and the like. But the big acquisition is is Trayvon Walker. No question about that. Going to be interesting to see how he produces as a rookie. I think there's probably going to be a bit of a learning curve and. Their later first-round pick, Devin Lloyd, who went 27 overall, the wide receiver, uh, the linebacker from Utah, struggling a little bit early in camp, but that's not super uncommon with linebackers. It takes a bit to get uh, get used to that speed in the NFL. Finally, the Tennessee Titans, the last team in this division, won the division last year, 12 and 15. Won it solidly by three games over the Colts. Didn't do a lot, but you know, didn't really have to do a lot. In, uh, an off, in the offseason this year. Made that deal where they sent A.J. Brown to Philadelphia. They used that selection, which was 18 overall, to get Arkansas wide receiver Traylon Burks as, a, uh, as an A.J. replacement. Brought in Harold Landry, Ben Jones, Austin Hooper from the Browns, and uh, made the deal for Robert Woods from the Rams. You know what's interesting? Uh, apropos of nothing, but over... In, uh, in the prop section of Pavada, they have Derrick Henry as the favorite for Comeback Player of the Year. I think that's a little bit crazy, considering he played eight games last season. But this team is going to go as far as Derrick Henry can take them. And without A.J. Brown there, I think that's going to be difficult. You're going to see more guys in the box, uh, even if that as if teams didn't know they were going to try and dictate the offense through the run. Prior to that, it's going to be even more pronounced now. Henry is a year older, coming off of a little bit of an injury. I would avoid that Henry Henry Comeback Player of the Year pick. But the question is, are the Colts good enough to unseat the Titans? And I guess the one reason that I'm sort of staying away from that, as we look at the AFC South winner at, at Nevada, we've got the, the Colts actually the favorite Minus 135, Titans plus 170, Jaguars plus 8, Texans plus 3,000. The one reason I'm staying away from that a little bit is Matt Pryor. Matt Pryor, a guy who struggled as a guard in Philadelphia, is going to be their starting left tackle because there are just no options right now. Uh, Bernhard Ryman, their draft pick, is not coming along as quickly as they'd hoped. And, And one... You wonder if it makes sense for Indy and Philadelphia to get together again. Maybe not talking about a first-round pick, certainly this time. But Andre Dillard is sitting there, the former the former first-round pick in Philadelphia behind Jordan Milata now. Hard to believe that he wouldn't be a giant upgrade for this Indy team at left tackle and potentially raise their ceiling a little bit more. We have to go with Tennessee. Uh, we cannot. A Matt Pryor led team cannot be the pick here. Three picks in, our parlay at Bovada. Now up to 985. This is going to be a big number. Only one uh, negative money at this point. Only one favorite chosen, and that was the Bills early. Let's finish out the AFC West right here. And we are going. This is going to be a fun division. This is going to be a really, really fun division. And I think it's it's possible. And I think you can see from these lines right here, um, Bavada also believes that anybody could win this division. It is maybe not a four-horse race, but certainly a three-horse race. And let's talk about those horses right now. First team, the Denver Broncos. They... Made one of the biggest moves in the offseason, acquiring Russell Wilson from the Seattle Seahawks. They bring in Randy Gregory, uh, Kaywan Williams, Josie Jewell, and DJ Jones also re signed. But Russell Wilson is now a member of the Denver Broncos. This, it's, it's not just that it's a big deal, it's a huge deal. Wilson is not just a, a game changer, but a culture changer for this organization. And they are going to be really, really, really good. Jerry Judy, Courtland Sutton, that wide receiver core. I know Tim Patrick's out for the season, but there's enough talent there that I, quite frankly, don't think they're going to miss him all that badly this year. And that's no knock on Tim Patrick, but rather praise for the rest of that team. And uh, the not that it's relevant after the moves that they made, but the Broncos finished seven and ten last year, last place in the AFC West. Up next, the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs went twelve and five last last season, and uh, and since then they drafted the big defensive end George Karlaftis out of Purdue uh, to steady that defensive line. They made a big time signing in Justin Reed from the. Uh, from the Houston Texans as well as uh, Juju Smith-Schuster back at wide receiver. And you have to think that Juju finds himself in a spot where he's going to get a ton of opportunities on this this team that has a hole at the wide receiver position after moving on from Tyreek Hill. Uh, It's Hard not to believe that that would be the case, right? There just has to be there has to be more opportunities. All of those Tyree kill balls are going somewhere else now. And is that going to be Juju? Is that going to be mccall Hardman? Is that going to be one of my absolute sleepers for rookie of the year? Uh, the Western Michigan wide receiver Sky Moore, who they took a little bit later in the draft, a guy who I think the world of. By the way, also. They uh, they love their rookie fifth round pick, running back Isaiah Pacheco. So the Chiefs, a team that is maybe a little bit underrated somehow, despite winning 12 games last year, going 12 and 5, winning this division. A little underrated. They got a lot better. They brought in well, they they brought in a lot of offensive talent and maybe maybe they didn't get better. Obviously, Sky Moore is not going to be Tyreek Hill this season. But this is still going to be an impressive offense, and let's not forget that Patrick Mahomes is still their quarterback. <coughs> Excuse me. Ah, oh, pardon me. Also, when did Mahomes get underrated? When did we start to take his greatness for granted? That's another one that's just bananas to me. This guy is generationally good, and we've kind of just like moved on past him, moved on to the next guy, the new exciting guy, Joe Cool is my best friend now. Forget about Patrick Mahomes. We have not forgotten about Patrick Mahomes. Up next, the Las Vegas Raiders, second place last year, 10-7, and and an incredible second place through an unimaginably difficult season with everything that went on with them, all of the struggles they faced with Henry Ruggs, with their, their head coach, John Gruden. To win 10 games is a testament to Derek Carr, and then they went out and traded for arguably the best wide receiver in all of football, Devontae Adams, Derek Carr's former college teammate. Uh, resigning signings also include Chandler Jones to improve that pass rush, Anthony Everett, Brandon Bolden, and uh, Blau Nichols. So, no first round pick for them because of the Devontae deal, but that does not mean a thing. Between Derek Carr, Devontae Adams, and Darren Waller, this is going to be one of the most explosive offenses in all of football. Don't forget about the, the ever-underrated Hunter Renfro. It's going to be explosive. It's going to be exciting. Ultimately, I think it's probably going to be a fourth-place team. But good enough to win other divisions. That's, that's how good the AFC West is in my mind this year. Let's talk about the last team in that AFC West. Los Angeles Chargers, 9-8 and eight last season. Uh, resigning signings include Gerald Everett, Josh Harris. They brought in J.C. Jackson, maybe the top free agent in football, the cornerback from the New England Patriots. Austin Johnson, Sebastian Joseph Day, Khalil Mack. They trade for Khalil Mack. That is how the offseason started. That is how this utterly insane offseason started. The Chargers get Khalil Mack, one of the best pass rushers in football. I don't care if he's Had a couple of down seasons. Doesn't mean a damn thing to me. The guy is a game changer. He's a game wrecker. And now he's going to be playing opposite Joey Posa. So good luck to that. Good luck to these other offenses. Good luck to Patrick Mahomes. And good luck to Russell Wilson and Derek Carr because those two are are coming for you. Uh, The defense should be much improved. In, uh, in San Diego. Their draft pick this year, offensive lineman Zion Johnson, 17 overall offensive guard to give, uh, give Justin Herbert a little more time in the pocket. Maybe a little bit of a reach, especially considering who else was available at the time, but it's over now. So let's look at this team. Let's look at these lines over at Bavada, the AFC West. The favorite here, the Kansas City Chiefs, Plus 175. A scant 45 points lower than that. The Los Angeles Chargers plus 220. 40 points after that. The Broncos plus 260. And bringing up the rear, the Raiders plus 650 at at Vada. Is it the Chiefs? So this comes down to, I do think it's a horse race between these top three teams. The Chiefs, the Chargers, the Broncos. Do we think the Broncos' defense is good enough to play with these other teams? I do not. And that's the one and only reason I'm going to eliminate them right now. Do we think the Chiefs' offense with now Sky Moore, with Juju uh, Schuster-Smith, with Smith-Schuster, with uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, a lot of hyphenate players on that team, with Isaiah Pacheco, with Patrick Mahomes Orlando Brown question's about his contract are the Chargers ready to take the next step that is the question and it's the question I can't settle on but that's not that's not uh, it's not sit here and reflect it's sit here and make picks we're getting plus money either way it's going to be hard not to go with Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs it's the AFC West winner now four picks in our parlay at Bovada sits at a staggering plus twenty eight eighty three one hundred bucks wins two thousand eight hundred eighty three dollars. Tell you what, I thought the show was gonna be twenty five minutes. Here we are at the twenty six minute mark, and we just finished the AFC. Moving on to the NFC, first team up in the NFC East, the Dallas Cowboys won the division last year, twelve and five. They do lose uh, Amari Cooper. They trade him to the Browns for basically nothing. Don't make a ton of big acquisitions, although they do uh, sign James Washington from the Steelers, as well as Dante Fowler, Malik Hooker, Dorrance Armstrong. Armstrong. Uh, They re Leighton Van Esch, Dalton uh, Dalton Schultz, K-Ron Kers, J-Ron Kers, Michael Gallup, and uh, Demarcus Lawrence. So they get worse. I think it's it's difficult to say that the, the Cowboys aren't a worse team than they were last year dealing Cooper for effectively uh you know James Washington in the lineup. They do get Gallup back. I don't it's I do think CeeDee Lamb's ready to be an absolute true number one receiver. But I think they're ultimately gonna take a little bit of a step back in the division. Up next in New York Giants. Finished in last place in the NFC East 4-13 last year. Marquee signings include Tarod Taylor, Mark Lewinsky, and John Feliciano. Are you excited Giants fans? Uh, I'm I think the biggest offseason acquisition is probably uh, is probably Brian Dabble, the new head coach, who they bring over from Buffalo. You hope that he finds a way to unlock Saquon Barkley. Um I don't have a ton of confidence in Daniel Jones as taking the next step, but at least Terod Taylor is there now to be a competent replacement should that have to happen. The James Bradbury move was weird. Uh, Bradbury, a pro bowler a handful of seasons ago, even if he did have a bit of a regression last season, they cut him. He goes to a division rival, and they replace him with Logan Ryan. Yeah, I'm not buying stock in the the New York Giants. Let's just say that. Moving over to the Philadelphia Eagles. Last year, 9-8, and eight, second place in the NFC East. The big offseason signing was Hassan Redick. The big offseason move was the acquisition of wide receiver A.J. Brown. They also brought in James Bradbury, who the, uh, who the Giants were kind enough to cut. They brought in Kaiser White, the linebacker from the Chargers. And a handful of other under-the-radar acquisitions. This is a team that is on the rise. It's really going to fall into, is Jalen Hurts ready to take the next step up? Does Miles Sanders finally find just find consistency? Find some kind of confidence in in that number one-ish role? Obviously, it's going to be a running back by committee, but Sanders is the number one guy. He needs to take the bull by the horns and and just prove that he is the guy and that we don't need to talk about Kenneth Gainwell or Boston Scott. Zach Paschal also comes in. Jaquiski Tart comes in. There is a lot of new faces, including first-round pick Jordan Davis. And third-round pick Davis' college teammate, Nicobe Dean, in a much-improved defense for this Eagles team. Yeah, it comes down to Jalen Hurts. And I don't know if Jalen Hurts is ever going to be a star quarterback other than in the fantasy ranks, but I do think a guy that works that hard is going to find a way to win, and uh, he's a guy that players are going to rally behind, so we have confidence in Jalen Hurts here. Let's move on to the last team, the Washington Commanders. Worst offseason move of them is the name Commanders, followed shortly thereafter by the acquisition of Inconsistent quarterback Carson Wentz. What a, what, a, what a career trajectory that has been. 7-10 last year, third place in the division. They also bring in Andrew Norwell, offensive guard from Jacksonville. They reach for uh for a weapon to opposite to play opposite next to him, Terry McLaurin in Penn State wide receiver Jahan Dotson, number 16. Yeah, they, they might be the worst team in, in the division, and that's that's saying something considering the Giants are probably not going to be very good unless Dabble is able to bring back the Saquon of old and they just rely on the run game. Don't have a lot of confidence in this organization. Scrolling down, Bavada has the Cowboys the favorite here to win the division. Plus 140 followed shortly thereafter by the Philadelphia Eagles. Plus 160. Washington football team, well, now the Commanders, Plus 500. Why is everyone still referring to them as the football team? I see that on ESPN right now. I see it on Bavada. So the Washington Commanders. It's a dumb name, but that's their choice. We have to call them by their dumb name. In last place, the New York Giants, plus 800. Homerism is certainly a thing, but I think this is justified. I'm all aboard the Philadelphia Eagles bandwagon. They are my selection at plus 160. And all of a sudden... That parlay now five picks in jumps from twenty eight hundred to seventy five hundred. Again, hundred bucks, seventy five hundred dollars. Three divisions to go. Where where is this going to end? Where is it going to? Is this a plus twenty thousand this week? Hang out and let's find out. Next division, we're going to talk about the NFC North. First up, the uh, the stars. Oh no! First up, <laughs> the Chicago Bears. Not the stars of Hard Knocks. The Bears 6-11 last year. They're finished third in the division in a not-so-great NFC North. Don't do a ton this offseason, which is a little bit concerning if you're a Bears fan. They bring in, bring in, re-sign Lucas Patrick, Nicholas Morrow, Byron Pringle, Al-Quaddeen Muhammad, and Justin Jones. And not much more than that. That uh, that first round pick was traded. That was a New York that is a deal that went to uh to New York. I believe they selected Evan Neal with that selection. It's worth talking about. At least they they have the right tackle of the future. There should be credit where credit's due there. But the Bears are gonna be as good as Justin Fields makes them. And I think we're still one year away from Justin Fields. I think I think the Bears need to do something to surround him with more weapons. They're not a team I think is going to be a serious team in this division this year. Uh, In fact, I think they're probably one of the five worst teams in football. Up next, the stars of Hard Knocks, the the Detroit Lions. Finished 3-13 last season. Not a great year for Detroit, but man, they've been entertaining on Hard Knocks. So there's that. Big offseason addition, number one... uh, Pardon me, should have been number one overall pick, but number two overall pick, Aiden Hutchinson, joins the team. They also trade up from number 32 to number 12, giving up next to nothing to go get the explosive wide receiver from Oklahoma, Jameson Williams from Alabama, pardon me, Jameson Williams. He is out right now with uh, with recovering from the the injury he suffered late last year, but he's going to be at least should be just one of the more explosive players in the league once he gets his footing, and he's going to do wonders for TJ Hawkinson and Amon Ra Saint Brown and players like that who want to operate in the middle of the field you would think DeAndre Swift falls into that conversation as well they brought in DJ shark Charles Harris Tracy Walker the third comes back but this is all about Hutchinson this is all about Jameson Williams this is all about the young talent on this team which is which is there but they're a couple years away they'll be better but they're not a not a contender to challenge for this division just yet Next up, the Green Bay Packers won the division 13 4, tied for the best record in football last year. They re sign Devondre Campbell, Russell Douglas, and Robert Tunyon. Uh, Aaron Rodgers comes back, but they make a deal to trade Devontae Adams away. Uh, in the draft, they brought in Quay Walker, the linebacker from Georgia, and Devontae Wyatt, the defensive tackle from Georgia. They also brought in a couple of wide receivers later on uh, in uh, in Christian Watkins and the other gentleman whose name is escaping me, who media members have been high on, but I don't necessarily know that Aaron Rodgers is high on him, considering that Rodgers basically just took a big dump on his wide receivers the other day. Uh, Romeo Dubs, the wide receiver from Nevada, who... I- Every time you write a story, they talk about him making flashy plays and showing that he has big upside, should be a difference maker game one. And then Aaron Rodgers basically says his wide receivers aren't good enough. The man is motivational, if nothing else. (sighs) What What a delight to play for. But they're probably still the best team in the division. Up next, the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, second place last year, but sub-500 at 8 and 9. The Vikings brought in Zedaria Smith from the Packers, Jordan Hicks, Harrison Phillips, Johnny Mont, and Austin Schlottman, among their other notable signings slash re-signings. They draft Louis the safety from Georgia. Big uh, trend on Georgia defenders selected in the draft this year. Take him 32 overall. He's in competition for that starting spot, but I don't think it's a foregone conclusion he's going to get there just yet. I think uh, they probably still finish second, but only because the Lions aren't ready to jump them. Would I be shocked to see the Lions jump the Vikings? Probably not. But, man, this is just, it's uninspiring. Kevin O'Connell has been a hot pick for Coach of the Year, and I guess... If you are able to get more out of Kirk Cousins, then you deserve that. But I don't see it with this team. I, I don't see how they have arguably improved at all. So heading over to Bavada, looking at the lines for the AFC North. I mean, it's negative money. It's not exciting, but impossible not take the Packers here minus 190 which is going to bring our parlay now six picks in up two plus eleven 11 737 $100 wins you almost $12,000 can't beat that. Uh two divisions to go. So let's go with them. NFC South first team up the Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta Falcons. Wide receiver Drake London their first round pick. Interesting player who 88 catches in like seven or eight games, something some crazy short number led among the, uh, the the leaders in college football in catches last year. Before he hurts his foot, he's hurt again in training camp. Is this a concern? Yeah, maybe, maybe. Matt Ryan's now gone. Marcus Mariota, their starting quarterback. They took Cincinnati quarterback Desmond Ritter in the middle rounds. Casey Hayward, Cordaro Patterson, and Young Hoo Koo among their notable signings. And re-signings. Yeah, they're one of the worst teams in football. The less we say about them, the better. Sorry, Falcons fans. And I I hope this is the year Marcus Mariota shows he can play at a high level in the NFL. Just not confident that they're going to be able to have those pieces together just yet. Though I will say Drake, London, and Kyle Pitts is a fun duo for the future. Up next, the Carolina Panthers. They take player who I absolutely loved. Offensive tackle Ike Kwanu from NC State in the first round. He has won the left tackle spot. Beat out Brady Christensen, who was a pretty impressive player last year. Christensen now potentially uh, transitioning to guard. Notable signings, re-signings include Austin Corbett, Bradley Bozeman, Dante Foreman, Matt Ioannidis, Dante Jackson, Corey Littleton, Xavier Woods, and Johnny Hecker. 5-12 oh, and 12 last year big talk is obviously they gave up a fifth round pick next year to take a swing on former number one overall pick Baker Mayfield from the Cleveland Browns after the Browns made the uh, polarity move to go after Deshaun Watson feels like hanging on to Mayfield probably the better play knowing what we know now but you can't change the past Mayfield's popular pick for comeback player of the year as is his teammate Christian McCaffrey. And this team is probably going to be about as good as those two take them. I know it's not breaking any new ground, saying the team's going to be as good as the quarterback and the wide receiver take them, uh, the running back take them, but this is uh, an extreme example of that case. If Baker Mayfield can be the Baker Mayfield of that first game last year before he got hurt, when he looked magnificent versus Kansas City, then the Panthers are going to have something going with DJ Moore and with Robbie Anderson and that group of receivers. If Christian McCaffrey can be the guy he was three years ago before injury started to set in, then that offense is going to be exciting. It's a lot of ifs, is all I'm saying. A lot of fun ifs though. The New Orleans Saints, the next team up. The the Saints finished nine eight last year, second place in the NFC South. Their big acquisition is probably the return of wide receiver Michael Thomas. James Winston and Marcus May also brought back at their first round pick, Trevor Penning is just a just a nasty offensive lineman. He's a he's a throwback offensive lineman. Love to watch this guy play. Uh, but they do lose Teron Armstead. They do lose Marcus Williams. Lost out on the the pursuit of Deshaun Watson, though, you know, like I said. Did they lose? Um, Draft Chris Lave in the first round. That was a a spectacular selection. They also brought in Honey Badger. They also brought in Jarvis Landry. Brought those LSU kids back home. They're going to be better. Are they going to be good enough to beat this other team in the division? I don't know how likely that is. But they're certainly going to be better. I don't think there's any question at all about that. Let's move on to that other team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, finished last year in a tie with the best record in football with the Green Bay Packers at 13-4. Notable signings slash re-signings, pretty much all re-signings, with the uh, exception here of Russell Gage, but Chris Godwin, Carlton Davis, Ryan Jensen, who is out for the season, unfortunately, Aaron Stinney, Russell Gage, Rashad Perriman, Logan Ryan, Leonard Fournette, William Goldston. Bronx gone. And Damakansu is gone. Gio Bernard is unsigned. Leonard Fournette was 260 at OTAs. I don't think it's going to mean a damn thing because uh, Mike Evans is there and Chris Godwin's there. Tom Brady's there. As much as I like this Saints team, if you're saying who do you have more confidence in, Tom Brady continuing. To be an absolute megastar, even at his uh, advanced age of 45, which is insane. Or James Winston to figure stuff out and cut out the turnovers and start making right the right play. I mean, how do you not say that that's Tom Brady? How how do you possibly muster up the confidence to go with James Winston over Tom Brady? I can't and I won't here. Uh, again, not exciting. It's negative money, but over at Bavada, the Bucks are the favorites at plus two, uh, minus two fifty, followed by the Saints at plus three hundred, Panthers plus nine, Falcons plus thirty five hundred. Let's put this Bucks team on the board. Our parlay goes from plus eleven hundred to plus sixteen four seven two with one pick and maybe a Super Bowl pick. Maybe a Super Bowl pick to go. Who knows? Our final division, the NFC West. This is going to be another fun one. We're going to get plus money either way here, looking at this stuff, uh, looking at these lines right here. This is going to be a fun one. We're going to start with the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals were second place last year in the division, 11-6. They trade their first-round pick for Hollywood Brown. They re Zach Ertz, they re James Connors they re Kyler Murray and they give him originally one of the craziest stipulations the homework stipulation in his contract that they shortly there thereafter took out after public outcry, after know, public embarrassment of their the figurehead of their franchise it feels like they don't have confidence in Kyler and that would concern me. i uh, also lose Chase Edmonds. This team is going to be interesting. This going to be really interesting. I don't think it's a first or a second place team. I think they're probably a third place team. But it's going to be a fun team to watch. Let's talk about the Los Angeles Rams. Rams won the division 12-5 and five last year. And, uh, you know, did not in any way rest on their laurels. They bring in Allen Robinson, the uh, star wide receiver from the Bears. Other notable signings slash re-signings include Joe Noteboom, Brian Allen, and Brandon Powell. Uh, there's a question about whether Odell Beckham Jr. is going to be on the or on the team this year. We'll see. They uh, They say there's potentially still a chance for a reunion once Beckham's a little further along on that ACL. Uh, their biggest concern this offseason was whether or not Aaron Donald was going to retire. He elected not to sign a contract extension. So ad is back and this team is just going to be outstanding. Let's talk about the next team here, the San Francisco 49ers finished third place at 10 and seven. How bad is this thing to be third place when uh, you know you finished 10 and seven? The, uh, the plight of the San Francisco 49ers, I suppose going to be interesting to see what happens at the quarterback position. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be replaced by Trey Lance. When will they deal Garoppolo? How long are they going to hold on to him? Those are questions for later. Signings slash re-signings, nothing major. Uh, Javarius Ward, Oren Burks, George Odrum, uh, Ray Ray McLeod, and Hassan Ridgeway. And our final team? By the way, Brandon Ayuk has apparently taken a big step this season. Uh, and he's been one of the talks of training camp. So that that pass game could be dynamic. What's the running game going to look like? A little bit of a question, but the pass game could be dynamic. Our last team up is the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks finished 7-10 last year, but that's all irrelevant now because Russell Wilson's going to be throwing footballs for the Denver Broncos and they'll be watching Drew Locke or Geno Smith attempt to throw the ball to D.K. Metcalf and newly acquired J.J. Ortega Whiteside. Congrats to the Seahawks on that move. Uh, big signings slash re-signings. Achuna Nuosa, Jefferson, Austin Blythe, Artie Burns, Quadre Diggs, Sidney Jones IV, Al Woods, Rashad Penny, Will Disley, and Kyle Fuller. In the draft, they go out and get uh, Mississippi State left tackle Charles Cross with the number 9 overall pick. And later on, they take Michigan State running back Kenneth Walker, who I think is a... uh, I know, it's a real uh, hot take here, saying that Kenneth Walker might be a good player for this team, but I think he's a a rookie of the year kind of candidate. You have to take that seriously. Looking at Pavada, they have the Rams, the favorite here, plus 125, followed by the 49ers, a plus 150 cardinals at plus four and the seahawks at plus 1800 not taking the seahawks not taking the cardinals comes down to the 49ers and the rams you know if the rams were negative money maybe i'd like the value of the 49ers here it's tough to see the rams not winning this division i know the 49ers are going to be better no question about that but there's going to be a bit of a learning experience for trey lance this season as well take the rams our, our uh, parlay here, seven picks in, now eight picks, goes from sixteen forty two to plus thirty seven one eighty eight. This can be one of our biggest numbers ever, ladies and gents. Also one of our longest shows. And thanks for hanging out with us this long. So we've got our plus thirty seven one eighty eight at Bavada. Do we? Do we dare add one more Super Bowl pick? That is going to be a, a fairly big number. Um, why not right why the heck not problem is if we pick one of the teams here who we pick to win the division I think the parlay goes away let's find out our Super Bowl pick and just look at these top teams, Bills in play Bucks in play Packers, wide receivers are going to have to step up more, Chiefs eh, the Rams have to be in play the Chargers, I don't think they're ready for me, it comes down to Bills, Bucks, Rams. I believe I picked all of these teams to win their respective divisions. Bills, Bucks, Rams. So I think this parlay is going to go away. But just for kicks, let us see a repeat. Is it possible? Is it the Bills? Is it the Bucks? We're going to take the repeat, man. 1200 the Rams to win the Super Bowl, and that took everything away. So it's gone, as we thought it would be, and our final parlay for this episode of In Pursuit of a Parlay, plus $37,188. $100. You put 100 bones down at Bavada, and you walk away with $37,000. Pretty solid. Can't complain about that. Until next time, I've been Chris Overdell. It's been a blast to be back. We'll be back again next week with college football. Week zero picks. Football is back. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm excited. I hope you are too. And we will see you then.